0: Hola, hola, She Love community. This is Sara del Castillo, your host for the She Love podcast, a place where we celebrate and uplift the stories of women. On this week's episode, episode 10, we talk about owning your greatness. What does it mean? What is paralyzing perfectionism? What is imposter syndrome? And how do we move past those feelings in our lives? I have been on a journey for years of a really becoming a recovering perfectionist and trying to enjoy all of the gifts that I have, become aware of them, really nurture them. And so I'm excited to share with you all this week some of the things that I've learned personally and some of the wisdom that I have been able to to learn from friends, family, women I really admire. Before we get started for today's episode, I want to thank everyone who's taken the time to leave me a review. I love hearing the feedback and the positivity. It really does light up my soul and it helps us reach other magical, beautiful women I would love to hear more from you Also, if you haven't already, please leave me a review. If you send me a screenshot of your review and your email address, I will email you a free copy of the She Love journals. Speaking of She Love um, activity, things to keep up with, I have created an Instagram page called at the She Love story. It's a place where I'll continue putting out content to really share what I've learned about risk-taking, self-love, self-care, another place to uplift women's stories, connect you all with each other. So please meet me over at the She Love Story on Instagram. Shoot me a message. I would love to hear from you and just appreciate all of the kind words and the support over the past few months. This has been such an exciting journey and I love, love learning and hearing and connecting. So without further ado, let's talk about episode 10 of the She Love Podcast. Today, I want to do a solo cast about owning your greatness. I think it's really important for us to get clear as well on some of the words that we hear in society, such as imposter syndrome, perfectionism. It's really difficult, I feel like, in this society to own your greatness when society profits off of our feelings of being unworthy. And I know it was well-intentioned, at least when I was growing up, to celebrate being perfect, especially among women, especially among um, people who identify as immigrants. I had a lot of friends who were like, you know, my parents told me that I always needed to hustle. I always needed to work twice as hard to get half as far. I remember chasing the gold star as long as I can remember, you know, uh, being celebrated for coloring in, in the lines, for cutting perfectly for being perfect. And so, you know, when you think about taking risks, really going into territory that might seem scary to you, but that might be really exciting. I think some of us, myself especially included, feel paralyzed. We feel locked up before we even begin. What will my final goal look like? What will people think if I mess up? What if I don't know how to do something? There's all of these roadblocks when we're operating from a mindset of wanting to be perfect. And what I've tried to do over the last few years is deprogram myself and recognize how I've been encouraged to operate this way in the world and think to myself, what, how is this serving me? There is no gold star right now. I'm not in kindergarten. I am a grown ass woman trying to figure out what makes me happy, what fills me up. And when you think about it, the gold star is really for everyone else It's to say, it's to flex, you know, like I'm smart. I did a good job. I did something perfectly. Everyone else look at me. But when you think about it, is there really that much substance? And and is that related to true happiness? Is that related to the ability to go after really big and risky and exciting things? I don't know. I don't think so. And so, what I want to talk about today is deconstructing that narrative, moving beyond paralyzing perfectionism, and getting really clear on how we can own our greatness. I want to talk about some really cool practices that I've picked up along the way and added to my toolbox of self love and self care, and that I think are really helpful. I also want to talk about what we're consuming, how We are surrounding ourselves with high vibrations, with positivity, with the values that we're trying to cultivate. I want to talk about spreading light to others, practicing generosity, being aware of energy vampires in our lives, creating boundaries, making our well being a priority thanking our failures and at the end want to lead us through a meditation so I'm excited that you're here for this episode encourage you to share anything that you learn with other people in your network in your community please share this episode and please share your tips with me uh, reach out to me on the Instagram at the she Love story and let's talk about it let's add to this toolbox for each other let's connect and let's learn so the first thing I want to talk about With owning your greatness is a practice that I do as often as I can and it involves looking in a mirror which I understand can be really difficult for some people so please only do this if you feel comfortable. I love looking in the mirror and speaking out loud or saying in my mind the things that I'm grateful for and want to share with you all some things that I was grateful for this this weekend when I was looking at myself in the mirror. I looked at my hips and I thought about this last week when I had to carry really heavy boxes for volunteers and I thanked my hips for their strength and how wide they are and how much surface area they cover so that they can carry big objects. I thanked my lungs even though I couldn't see them. I put all of my intention and awareness towards my chest and I thanked my lungs for for breathing, for sustaining me, for keeping me alive when I hardly ever notice it. I also thank my lungs for calming me and soothing me and healing me when I felt really anxious this last week. I looked at my hands, I looked at my feet, and I thanked them both. I especially thanked my feet for carrying me at uh, an event this, this last Thursday where I had to be on my feet all day. I then sat on the ground and started rubbing them and massaging them and giving them gratitude. So part of owning our greatness is reflecting upon the things that we are grateful for on a consistent basis. You know, I think a lot about Valentine's Day and I had a partner one time who told me they hated Valentine's Day and I was so offended. I love love. And I was like, who are you? Why would you hate Valentine's Day? And they said, because it is an excuse to show people love only one day out of the whole year, right? Like you can be a crappy partner all year and then try and save face on Valentine's Day. And I actually really appreciated that. And um, my partner was like, you know, I would, for me, it's important to show you love every day. Um, And I was like, okay, well, still show me love on Valentine's Day. Uh, Let's still do something romantic and potentially cheesy. But I think that. Really applies to owning your greatness and your gratitude for yourself. I think it's really wonderful to make that a daily practice, you know. And it's hard. There might be, you know, everyone's at a different starting point, and you may be in a place where you're not grateful for a lot of things, or it's really hard to be aware of that. That's okay. But I think trying, really trying to find those things that, that we appreciate is really important. And then it snowballs, you know, you get into more of a practice. You really start noticing things about yourself. You raise your vibration and it's just really magical. The next thing I want to talk about is doing things to honor yourself. That could be movement, massaging yourself, writing about yourself if you're a writer, videoing yourself, complimenting yourself. I will love just recording myself speaking and actually go back to my recordings when I'm feeling lost or anxious. And um, it's so cool to hear myself talking about myself. So you could totally do a video journal and do more of the things that you enjoy, you know, whether that's cooking or walking or buying plants, whatever it is, do more of it, make more time for it, make yourself a priority. So um, step one in owning your greatness is giving yourself gratitude. And step two is honoring yourself. The next thing I want to talk about are compliments. So I grew up in Mississippi in the deep south of the United States. I cannot tell you how many times I have rejected compliments. And I don't even, I really was trying to reflect on this the other day of like, when did I start doing that? Where did this come from? Of Someone telling me I did something really well and saying, oh no, you know, it's not a big deal. Uh, It's not that great. Or, oh, I could have fixed it. It could have been better. I think I just learned it from, I'll be real, the women in my life. I, I don't even know if I can think of that many occasions where I heard men say that, but I always heard the women in my life downplaying their really incredible qualities. And so I learned how to do that with, without, without even thinking about it. So what I have tried to do and reframe is instead of when someone compliments me saying, oh no, it's not that great, instead of damn, downplaying it, I now practice saying, thank you so much. I received that with so much gratitude. And what this did for me was it allowed me to really own what someone was celebrating me for. And of course, you know, receive it only if it's something you want to receive. Um, but I really started internalizing the things people were complimenting me for and it made me so much more aware of what I was really good at, which kind of was my guiding star, right? Of course, I think it's good to reflect on your own what you're good at, but other people can also be really great indicators if you pay attention. Rejecting compliments is rejecting an opportunity to expand your greatness. And so I want listeners, if you feel comfortable, to practice saying, thank you, I received that with so much gratitude, or thank you, I received that. You know, we really need to pay attention to what people are seeing, complimenting, asking us for help with, showing us gratitude for, and I challenge you the next time someone compliments you to say, thank you, I received this, make a mental note of it, maybe even write it down. Take a note of what people around you are, are really recognizing your greatness in. I have a quick story on that. I was thinking about making a career change several years ago. I had been teaching high school and there were a lot of parts of the job that I really loved and a lot of parts that I did not love. So I had to get right with myself of, you know, what are you good at? What do you enjoy? And what is gonna be the next step in this career journey of yours? I had to really do this practice of receiving compliments asking myself what my strengths were, what I was good at, what was bringing me joy. And as a teacher, I was often complimented for building culture. I looked at my reviews, I reached out to my mentors, my coaches, my supervisor, and asked, what do you think my strengths are? I started paying attention to what they were giving me positive feedback on, what they were asking for my advice and guidance on. And it was oftentimes building bridges between people listening to the concerns of students and other teachers, bringing them to administration, building out systems that were informed by people, surveying, asking questions, conducting formal and informal interviews, using data to make culture more responsive to the needs of the community, more perceptive, more crafted by that. And what I realized was that I was basically doing human resources work. I was a culture builder. I started looking for jobs and careers in human resources at organizations I really cared about. And that led me to my next position as director of people and culture at a nonprofit that works with the Latino community. So it was really cool to own who I was, what was really fueling me, and what gifts I could bring to the table. So I encourage you if you're looking at making a career transition. If you're even just trying to own your greatness and stand more firmly in who you are and where you are in life right now, really dig into those positive messages around you. They're there. You're great. You're wonderful. And there are people who ask for your guidance on things. Pay attention to what they are. The next step is what is reflecting upon what you're consuming. So what social media accounts are you following? Are they people who are really body positive? Is it positive news? Is it accounts about self-care, self-love, risk-taking? Is it badass women doing badass things in the world? You know, if you want to be in the business sector and you're trying to make a career change, are you following people in that field? What are you consuming? Because honestly, we are connected to so many things. And I know a lot of my friends have tried, I mean, myself included, tried deleting Instagram or Facebook or Twitter. And it's really hard to escape it fully. You know, if you can, kudos to you if it's not a great influence in your life. And if you're someone who likes social media, start filtering what you're receiving and what you're consuming. Unfollow people who are not pouring greatness into your life. Follow people who are Follow people you admire. What are they putting out into the universe? What are they reading, consuming, thinking about? And yeah, just start curating your social media experience. The next thing I want you to think about what you're consuming involves friends and family. Who are people and relationships that you are Pouring into and getting poured into from? Are you surrounding yourself with people who are lifting you up? Are you surrounding yourself with people who are really scared and who may view your greatness as intimidating, who may pull you down? Start creating your own awareness in your own circles and nurture those relationships with people who are there for you, who ride for you, who cheer you on, who encourage you, who believe in you. And those who don't either. Tell them that they're not and ask them to change their behavior or create your own boundaries and let them figure their shit out before they come back into your life because you only have one life to live. You only have so much energy and it's important to pour into people, but also remove negative influences from your life. The next one are books and podcasts. What books are you reading? Who are authors that you are You know, whose lives you're peering into? Are there self help books you want to read? Are there podcasts of people in the field you're in or want to be in or want to be better in that you're learning from? So, yeah, curate your consumption. The next step is spreading light to others and practicing generosity. Spreading light is such a magical experience, you know, telling someone what you appreciate about them. I think so often we wait so long to show gratitude to others. And, you know, when you show gratitude to other people and it's authentic, you're helping them realize their own light. You're creating more awareness of what makes them great. And living in a world where everyone owns their greatness, where they resist feelings of unworthiness, that changes everything we just create this movement of light in the world and when we practice generosity i think we become more aware of what we have to be grateful for and you know it's just contagious and it snowballs and really i do believe makes this world a much better kinder more compassionate more beautiful place the next step is being aware of energy vampires these can be people experiences i think for a lot of people Social media can be an energy vampire. Also, a lot of people can be energy vampires. So, I think it's important to show up for your people. But if you recognize that you've got a friend who always calls you when they're in need and they never ask how you are, they don't ever invest in your life, and it feels like a one way street, that's probably what it is. And that person is probably sucking your energy from you without nurturing a true friendship. And so, you know, that shows up in many different ways through coworkers, family members, friends. Be aware of it. Talk to people about how they're impacting you and your relationship and create boundaries. I don't think that anyone ever has to be permanently canceled, but I do think sometimes we need to distance ourselves from people who really need to do their own work at cultivating light, gratitude greatness in themselves instead of relying on other people to do that for them and it's hard work and I think we can support each other in it but I don't think it's good for us to have our energy sucked out of us because there are really important things that we're put on this you know put in this universe to do and I also don't think it helps the other person when you're becoming their source of light and energy and they're not cultivating it in themselves The next step is make your well-being a priority. What does that look like to you? Is it eating fresh produce and taking time to cook a meal? Is it going outside, walking up and down the street uh, so your body can move? Is it taking a few deep breaths? Is it buying flowers for yourself? Is it going to the grocery store and not eating out at a restaurant so that you can save money? What does your well-being look like? Get right with that. Make yourself a list. Um, You can listen to one of the previous episodes about making a self-love menu. Really make it a priority. You're worth it. And the world needs it. The world needs you to be showing up your best self and you deserve it just because you are a human being, period. You deserve kindness and gratitude and compassion and rest for yourself. The last step is thanking your failures. I really think this comes into the point I made earlier about paralyzing perfectionism. If we're always trying to be perfect, we're never going to mess up and we're never going to be able to learn new things. A failure is data. It's an opportunity to learn. And so thank yourself for the opportunity to learn more, to grow more, and to recognize that you're not perfect, which means that you get to continue growing and changing and getting better and that you get to continue being curious and taking risks and doing what makes you happy instead of playing it safe and wanting it to be perfect. So I'd love to lead us through a guided meditation to end today's episode So please repeat after me aloud or say in your head the following statements. And feel free to close your eyes. Go ahead and take a deep breath. Inhale in. And exhale slowly out. I am magic. I am strong. I am healthy, I am vibrant, I am vast, I am abundant, I am wonderfully and beautifully made, I am exactly what the universe needs. And whenever you're ready, you can open your eyes, give gratitude for one thing about yourself. And if you want to give gratitude for more than one thing, by all means, go ahead. I hope you have a wonderful and beautiful day. Thank you for being here with me please spread light. You are such a light. You are so important. And I'm so grateful to have been connected with you and that you took the time to listen to this episode of the She Love Podcast.